Hello, and welcome to our final episode for season one of Got a Hot Minute, where I recommend books and other sources dedicated to the study of fashion, and in today's case, architecture of the German Democratic Republic. I'll be reviewing the dual language book, Sozialistische Moderne in Deutschland, or Socialist Modernism in Germany. This is essentially a photo album, and as a result of four years of research, part of the Socialist Modernism Program, a project launched by Baku with the goal of the protection and research of a, quote, built heritage of the former Eastern Bloc. I purchased mine for a whopping $79.10 on Amazon, and I think it's well worth it, especially if you're interested in socialist modernism because they feature other countries and their takes on it and their history. Since there isn't much text to analyze, I'm just going to review key takeaways from the book. Socialist architecture from 1955 to 1991 has of recent become increasingly popular but was ignored for a long time, both domestically and globally. And this is probably because it hasn't been contextualized within world architecture. Conservation aspects aside, this project focuses on how urban architecture is developed in the Central and Eastern European context. Now for a little backstory on socialist modernism in East Germany, after World War II, architecture in the GDR was to adhere to the stringent rules of socialist realism, i.e. Stalinist architecture, and that, that was imposed by the regime. The realist socialist style and Schinkel's national classicism, Schinkel is a celebrated German architect, were implemented in architectural projects throughout major cities. Architects adapted modernist principles like form follows function, the use of mass-produced materials, industrial aesthetics, simplicity and form and clarity, and the elimination of certain details. Post-Stalinist architecture became a way of really approaching modernism, but through socialist principles. It was a yearning to return to pre-World War II German functionalist modernism, like the Bauhaus, filling both a cultural mandate with an utilitarian ethos. And just for comparison, in this time, you had in the West, you had a big surge of mid-century modern architecture. So this was the opposing dialogue to that, which mid-century modernism was also widely adopted in West Germany. 1957 was an important year because this was really when the first standardized buildings for a residential neighborhood in Hoyasvera were erected. These standardized buildings I've talked about before, they're called Plattbauten. It's a housing complex. And there was a new direction set forth for how all this was going to happen. So these were the stipulations. You had to have an elimination of, quote, useless stylistic elements, a, quote, purge of shapes, and an improving, improving the facade through, quote, genuine underlying, underlining of walls and elements with large panel blocks. Now, while most designs are standardized, each building has its own unique elements to individualize it for its modernist character. Buildings from the East German modernist period between the 60s to the 80s were torn down completely, renovated, and that even includes large city centers that eventually were redone. 
Even the colors of facades were changed for a more, quote, positive color. And this happened in almost all residential neighborhood buildings. In the past 20 years, many buildings with specific functions to service the German democratic state have been demolished or rebuilt, but with Western aesthetic. And that includes hotels, administrative buildings, shopping centers, and housing blocks. And a lot of these housing complexes or Plattbauten um, are either awaiting demolition or abandoned. And the wonderful thing about this book is it does take note of, or it does show pictures of demolished, sort of abandoned build, abandoned buildings. Now, some of these also include, you had the Palace of the Republic, which was the seat of the parliament of the GDR, designed by Heinz Grafunda in 1973. This also housed two editoriums, or editoria, art galleries, a theater, 13 restaurants, a bowling alley, a post office, and a discotheque. Yes, you did have discotheques in East Germany. Prior to the reunification in October 1990, it was found to contain asbestos and by 2003 reconstructed. It is now the Berlin City Palace. You also have the Interhotelstadt Berlin. The Interhotelstadt was built from 1967 to 1970 and it was designed by Roland Korn, Heinz Schaleb and Hans-Erich Bogatsky. In 1993, three years after the formal reunification, it was renamed the Forum Hotel in Berlin. And in 2003, it was named the Park Inn by Radisson. Now, luckily, some criticism by conservation organizations and the German National Committee accusing developers of the disfigurement of buildings and ignoring the history of the post-war architecture have really helped in, in this fight for the conservation and preservation of these, these buildings and these structures. Because with the Leipzig old central post office, it had been completely redone. And you have buildings like the Kulturpalast Dresden, or the Culture Palace in Dresden, built in 1969 by Wolfgang Hensch, which have been placed under protection as an architectural monument. Now, aside from a few typos in this book, I really enjoyed paging through it. And there's really some beautiful, evocative imagery it, it shines a whole new light onto these buildings, which on a regular day might seem like a, a gray apartment building. To make it more easily accessible, you can view my images that I selected on my, insta my latest Instagram post. All you have to do is search for the handle CNickel, N-I-C-K-E-L, or scatter my ashes at Aldi. Danke, and thank you for sticking with me and um, joining me on our Friday Gotta Hot Minutes, and I'll see you in two weeks for season two.